When it comes to weight management, we tend to focus on what we eat, but Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. That's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up today. Welcome to the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com, your daily morning podcast, updating you on everything you need to know to win your fantasy baseball league. Let's talk about baseball. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com. I am your host, Monday through Friday, Brian Entrick, a.k.a. KC Bubba. Find me on the old Twitter there, at BDEntrick. It's going to be a fun one, folks. It's going to be a quick one on Wednesday here for you. Got a lot of news yesterday. Got a little bit of news for you today. Final preseason, a.k.a. spring training games, took place on Tuesday as we are, depending on when you listen to the show, could be less than 24 hours from real meaningful baseball. So it's going to be great. We're here. It's happened. We've gone through it all. We've done the drafts. The last day of draft season is upon us, March 3rd. There's a couple early drafts for the real diehards out there on Thursday morning, but it's go time and pitcherlist.com, especially PL Pro, hopefully got you ready to dominate your fantasy baseball leagues. And uh, if anything, just enjoy some great baseball all season long. So I'm going to get you some little bit of notes from your Tuesday action, a couple standout pitchers uh, that took place. And Nick will obviously have all your pitchers covered from the final day of spring training on his morning show, as always. So go check that out. But let's get out of here. Um, this one made me laugh because if you are a PL Pro member and you are in the pitcher list discord, Christian Pache is quite a topic of conversation on Tuesday, which I did not expect. I know I'm new to the Discord, but that was uh, funny to me. Once a highly touted prospect came over from the Astros, I mean from the Braves, sorry, excuse me, from the Braves in the trade a couple years back, um, is not going to make the opening day roster for the Oakland Athletics, and he's out of options. So we'll have to see where that goes. Because The, the thing I wanted to mention for this, because, you know, Pache, I think we kind of know who he is for now. He's not going to be the guy we all hoped he would be. But Connor Capel. This is a name to keep an eye on. He had a nice spring training, um, started getting some regular at-bats, saw some production. And what I like about Connor Capel, if he were to play regularly, right now, you know, he's penciling to maybe be the fourth outfielder, but if he could squeeze in there because he got Esther Ruiz, Ramon Laureano, and Seth Brown in the outfield, a lot can happen. Guys can get traded. This guy's got like 10, maybe 15 home run power, lots of speed, lots and lots of speed. We're talking over 20 bag type speed, so – this could be a 15-25 guy if he played a full season. Probably that's going to be this year. So I'm going to keep a eye on, especially in deep performance, if the A's start to run with Capel. And more importantly, for leagues, you know, we're trending towards more OBP formats. Not everywhere, but it's kind of a topic of conversation. Points leagues, this will be big. He's phenomenal. He's had uh, uh, high threes over four, uh, 400 OBPs throughout the minor leagues. Dude walks over 10% of the time most of the time. Gets on bags base a ton. Really like what we got here from Connor Capel, so keep an eye on him for the long run. Maybe not this year, but maybe later this year in uh, in off the waiver wire. But definitely for deeper leagues, dynasty leagues, someone to uh, maybe get on the cheap while you still can. Boston Red Sox—they are keeping Rymel Tapia as their fourth outfielder. You might say, "Bubba, why do I care about Rymel Tapia? He's not a Rockies anymore. He doesn't have Coors Field. Who cares?" I get it. I get it. The reason I mention it. It's just another year where Jaron Duran is starting the year in AAA. We had high expectations when spring training started that he would get a, a chance to run away, especially with all the injuries with Trevor Story going down. 
run away with the center field spot with uh, Enrique Hernandez playing shortstop. That did not happen. Jaron Duran will start in triple A. The Milwaukee Brewers making some noise. Keston Hira was optioned to triple A, and he's only offered $2 million this year, and no one picked that up. He cleared waivers. He's going to triple A for the Milwaukee Brewers. I guess when you strike out 40-plus percent of the time, especially on fastballs down the middle of the plate, professional baseball teams just aren't fans. So hopefully Hira can figure it out, but back to AAA for the Brew Crew, who also signed uh, Luke Voigt to a deal on uh, Tuesday. So our late Monday or Tuesday morning, let's be clear, clear on that one, as a, another power bat potentially in that order. Leody Tavares, we kind of had an idea. He'd start the season on the IL. It was made official on Tuesday. Bubba Thompson now, who was in a potential platoon situation with Tavares or a fourth outfielder job, will play every day in center field most likely. I say most likely. I'll tell you why in a minute. Uh, with Tavares out, and we know with Bubba Thompson last year, a little bit of power, not a ton, but a whole lot of speed. This dude is going to run, run. It's like Forrest Gump, run, run, Bubba, run. And unlike me, he can run. I'll just watch. That's the fun of this whole situation. But the thing I will mention, um, they like Bubba Thompson out there for his speed, but, you know, the bat is inconsistent. And if they want to, they tried out Adelise Garcia this week in one of their last spring training games in center field. So keep an eye on that. That is an option for the Rangers as the season goes on. The Houston Astros made some noise. Now they are dealing with some injuries. You know, Jordan Alvarez still might not be ready for opening day. Michael Brantley starting on the IL. Jose Altuve is on the 60-day IL now. So there's some openings on the 40-man with, with um, Altuve going on the 60-day, plus some other situations. So they let uh, they got some young guys starting the season on opening day on the roster. You got Corey Jolks, Yainar Diaz, and Cesar Salazar are all making the squad for the Houston Astros. I'm going to highlight a couple guys here. Corey Jolks was a name brought to my attention on an earlier season preview, uh, team preview for the Astros on one of my Bench with Bubba podcasts. And we talked about my Bubba in the Bloom as well. Um, lots of really good talent with him. He played infield, outfield. The stat line in AAA last year, 270, 31 homers, 100 runs scored, 89 RBIs, 22 stolen bases. So 31 homers with 22 stolen bases. So really, really talented, talented player here with Jolk. So keep an eye on him. The previous season in AA hit 14 home runs and stole 15 bags. So definite power speed guy. He can produce all over. You know, he's probably not going to get a ton of run, but if he somehow slides into some regular playing time, very viable in your in your formats right now. Um, the other player I was going to mention is Yarnar Diaz, a very talented catcher who people thought Corey Lee would be the backup catcher in Houston behind Martin Maldonado, who's a defense only, cannot hit the broadside of a barn catcher. Um, you got Yarnar Diaz who can play outfield. Uh, he could take Brantley's spot potentially in the outfield, even though Brantley might DH. It's a whole mess right now. Um, and he's the backup catcher. So you're going to get a lot of love there. And Yarnar Diaz can hit uh, 15 home run upside, if not more. Can hit for an average. Uh, the catcher's position is really in two catcher leagues, deep, deep two catcher leagues. Keep an eye on Yainar Diaz. And one more note for the Houston Astros. Hunter Brown threw a simulated game on Wednesday. When he left, I got scratched from a Grapefruit League start a week or so ago with back uh, back concerns, is what I'll call it. Um, there was concerns he would not be ready to start the regular season. Well, he threw a little simulated game, and now he's going to throw or he threw a bullpen. Now he's going to throw a simulated game on Wednesday. And they're saying if all goes well, starting in the rotation to start the season right where he's supposed to. So keep that in mind because his, his ADP dipped. is down to 213 over the last couple of days in your NFBC online championship 12-team leagues. He was going a bit higher. So do- dropping down to 213, you're getting a bit of a discount with Hunter Brown. So keep an eye on that. 
if you're feeling uh, frisky on one of these last draft days. Before we get on with some more news and a couple standouts from your Tuesday spring training, let's get a quick break. We'll be back with you shortly. Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom has created weight management programs that are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. So stop chasing health trends and join the millions who have lost weight with Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. All right. The St. Louis Cardinals. We know we talked about Jordan Walker making the uh, the starting roster. Everyone's pumped on that. Made the 40-man, obviously, to make the roster. Well, now it's becoming even more clear because there was a battle out there. We mentioned on a previous show that there's a lot of outfielders to play. You know, Juan Yepes got sent down to clear a little bit of the space there. But we have some clarity, it looks like. Tyler O'Neill is going to be the starting center fielder with Jordan Walker and Lars Newbar playing the corner infields, leaving Dylan Carlson as your fourth outfielder. So kind of makes the most sense. I think most of us expected that to be the the way of the lands in St. Louis, but it's nice to have that clarity when you got a guy like Tyler O'Neill who could legit go 25 to 30 home runs and steal you close to 20-plus bags, which is beautiful. We know what Jordan Walker's capability is. We'll see how his first time in the bigs goes. And then Newt, everybody loves some Newt bar. So very interesting to see how the Cardinals are breaking it down for us. Now we have some clarity entering the season. Uh, Chicago White Sox, Yohan Moncada left his game on Sunday with lower back stiffness. It was kind of a hush-hush thing because I didn't see it the last couple of days, but I saw it today. Um, he's been working out kind of on the side. They're going to put him through a big workout on Wednesday to really see where he's at, to see if he'll be ready for opening day. If he does not look ready for opening day, again, that is less than 24 hours away potentially. Um, Jake Berger and Hansel Alberto will be guys sharing time at third base. Not sure if it's worth the grabbing either one because they will probably share it i love jake berger i just he's not getting the proper run he deserves which makes it difficult to roster jake berger the we mentioned jt brubaker on yesterday's show with the uh shoulder issue the forearm issue he's um gonna be gone for a couple months at least if not more johan avieto uh, is going to jump into the rotation young arm for the pirates like very um uh, excited arm for for fantasy players around to see him out there, and he uh, he gave a, a just a little little joy on uh, Tuesday evening in his final spring training tune-up. Five very strong innings with seven punch-outs, seven strikeouts for Oviedo. So that's a nice one to keep an eye on. It's tough rostering Pirates pitchers, but the strikeouts are there. The wins might not be, but the production could be, especially in that ballpark. So keep an eye on Oviedo if he's sitting around your waiver wire somewhere, as he could be a nice little fill-in spot for you as well. Mentioned on yesterday's show as well that Tristan McKenzie is going to be out for at least eight weeks. It looks like he's not even going to pick up a baseball for two weeks, which is obviously not good, Bob. So we were wondering who would they have because there's like BB and Cody Morris and so many options that could potentially 
throw for the Cleveland Guardians. And we've come to the conclusion that is going to be Hunter Gaddis will be the fr- I, I wanted to, to state this clearly the first to fill in for McKenzie. Obviously, if Gaddis is struggling, I mentioned already two others, there's more that could show up for Cleveland to maybe take chances in that rotation until they find someone to do it or McKenzie comes back. But when you're looking at Hunter Gaddis, it's an interesting profile because if you just look at his spring training, you're like, okay, he started two games. He threw 13 innings overall because he pitched in five games. 13 innings, 277 ERA, pretty solid. 17 strikeouts in those 13 innings, only three walks, outstanding. Really, really good spring. That's probably, hey, Captain Obvious here, got him the job over the other guys. Because I was looking at his, his his last season numbers, and he got a brief cup of coffee, coffee with the uh, Cleveland Guardians, seven and a third innings pitch, eighteen point four one year, fifteen runs, fifteen hits, and seven and a third with five Ks. Not good, not good. But in Triple A and Double A combined last season, four hundred one ERA, okay, not great, not bad. Through one hundred and twenty one and a third innings, struck out one hundred and fifty eight with a one point oh eight WHIP. Those strikeouts and that whip is not bad. If you can just wrangle him. And a four ERA in essence for a guy that's you're going to get towards the end of your draft, not horrible either. You want better. But this is interesting, and I will also say, I know Nick will probably talk about it, especially if Gaddis is worth it or not. He's much brighter on this scenario than I am, as most would expect. Cleveland knows how to develop pitching. It's been very clear. I'm stating facts, obvious facts here. They know what they're doing with their pitchers. And seeing how well he pitched in the minors last year, you know, get the ERA a little more in check. He's going to be fine. And then you see how he developed in the spring already this year. Really solid spring numbers. Ball jumps out of the Cactus League. So that's uh, that's good to see there for Hunter Gaddis. I'm not saying go out and draft him right now, but he's definitely a guy that he's got my attention if I'm looking at, like, the waiver wire coming up, if he becomes a streamer potentially down the road. Uh, he, he's. I'm really curious to see how his first – outing goes with Cleveland. And I'm going to keep a close eye on that one because it could be a fun little spot to jump in on early. We've seen it time and time again with Cleveland, like I said. So it's time to keep an eye on Hunter Gaddis. A couple of spring training standouts. There's a lot of stuff that takes place. A lot of backups getting some serious run as they didn't want to injure starters getting ready for the start of the season. But two things really stood out to me here. If you just look at spring training stat lines, they're not always what you want to see. Reed Detmers against the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers. Two and two-thirds. Six hits, three earned, three walks, four Ks. You know, everyone's been drafting his ADPs up to 148 over the last couple of days. You're thinking, oh boy, not good at all. The thing is, is if you watch the game, I was reading different, you know, beat writers' thoughts on this, especially on the Angels side, who will be biased, of course. Um, he had a couple tough luck uh, situations where they should have got out of innings. The strike zone was a little iffy, so on and so forth. So, okay, whatever, spring training, let it slide. What was great to see, and this was all over Twitter. Nick Pollock commented on it. Frank Stanfield from CVS had a um, a tweet about it, just basically showing the baseball savant stat cast page. The velo was up, and it was up big on all of his pitches, all of his pitches. It was glorious. It's what we've been seeing from him all spring. Uh, we don't have stat cast, obviously, in every stadium, so it's hard to, like, keep it consistent. But we, he's in a professional ballpark in L.A. We got to see it. The goods were there. Let's hope that stays strong and it makes some validation for all of us that are taking Reed Detmers much higher in drafts. Last but not least here, Freddie Peralta. This is a guy I'll be 100% honest. I've talked about him on my shows. I loved Freddie. He was one of my most drafted pitchers in 2022. We all know how that ended. So we're not going to go any farther on that. So I'm very hesitant on 2023. You know, injuries. We've seen 
The Brewers, you know, kind of coddle pitchers from time to time, which is smart on these young arms. I get it. So what are you going to get innings wise? Is he worth a one forty six ADP? He's right next to Reed Detmers. Like this is a, this is a tricky situation. Well, went out and threw four and two thirds scoreless on Tuesday, and his velocity was up as well. And he was hovering around ninety five with the fastball. And this is a guy that was hovering around ninety two, maybe ninety three most of the time last year before he got hurt. So if he can stick it at ninety five with some of those off speed pitches he has, he only has you know he has like about I say one and a half maybe two if you're on a good day, but if he can do that with a ninety five, we're sitting really pretty, really pretty with Freddie Peralta. So something to keep an eye on. I still think you know you look at projection sites and everything. I still think we're only going to get one thirty ish innings if we're lucky, but that could be some really good one thirty. Let's be honest with it. We know how good Freddie Peralta could be in Milwaukee. So something to keep an eye on there. But folks. It's been a pleasure previewing news for two days for you. Because from here on out, tomorrow, Wednesday show, I am going to preview what I'm looking forward to in each and every baseball game for Thursday. Just little quick notes on each and every game for Thursday. And then on Friday show, we get to talk about real baseball. And I tell everybody this on my show and other shows, I'm a baseball fan first that loves fantasy baseball, but I'm a baseball fan. So I'm looking forward to this. It's going to be great. That's why I love doing this show and talking to you because it's talking baseball with a fantasy twist. It's a beautiful thing. It is a great way to start your day. It's a great way to end my evening to get ready for the next day. So appreciate the kind words on uh, Tuesday for the first show. I hope this gets bigger and better for you guys as the season goes on. Thanks for listening, everybody. This was your first pitch podcast, your Wednesday, March 29th edition. Catch you guys next time. This has been the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, rate us on iTunes, follow us on Twitter at PitcherList, and help support what we do by joining our Discord with PitcherList Plus at PitcherList.com slash plus.